Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level, exclusively now on SCU Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University, and I'm excited to introduce our co-host for today's show, uh, SCU Chief of Staff Michael Steiner. You are my boss, chief of staff. Well, it's a it's a mutual boss situation. <laughs> so I make sure you make it from point A to point to B. Point B. Yes. Uh, and, and congratulations, Dr. Michael Steiner. Thank you. You just Thank completed you. your PhD. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that PhD. Yes, book. yes. I completed a doctorate of philosophy in business psychology. So it's a massive, massive mouthful. Um, really simply, I just love the way... Uh, people think together. And so, um, you know, I, I, the long story short is I started my undergrad uh, um, theology. I did my master's in business. So you've got super soft people skills. Then you've got a super hard organizational right. skill. So I was like, what is the one thing that I can kind of use to combine the two? And that's business psychology. So it's the soft skills of making an organization run well, be healthy. And uh, it's so much fun. I mean, there's just so much out there in that field. It really is um, kind of a, you know, org leadership is a subsection of it. Um, um, HR is a subsection of it. There's just like a lot of really cool stuff. I'm excited to unpack some of that stuff, I think, to, in uh, today's conversation. I think yeah. it'd be really cool. And, and you, I mean, your education uh, is just absolutely vital to what we do mm-hmm. uh, here at Southeastern in terms of our uh, organizational structure, mm-hmm. our framework, leadership process, mm-hmm. and uh, you are definitely a great gift to well, and our what's team. What's crazy is how much so you so obviously I've been here since I was an undergrad student. I've when my my second year was your first year as a president. So I've heard framework leadership. I've eaten breathe it. I understand it every way and it what was bananas to me is as I started my doctoral program and we started getting into theory, how much that idea of framing, reducing everything down to just a couple simple points to give you the right direction, that's the secret sauce to everything. I mean, it's it's your own personal life and you've got, you know, we've got all the different frameworks and that's not what today's episode's about. We should do one about it, yes. but, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of, it's just everywhere. When you can boil it down to a framework, that's the secret right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're going to talk about creating a framework for communication mm-hmm. inside uh, of your organization. As leaders, we cannot underestimate the power of healthy, strong communication. Every moment and, and movement of our organization will always flow through the channels of communications that we create, that we establish. Uh, we have to realize that uh, healthy communication is our primary uh, responsibility and begins literally from the top down and from the down, you know, up to the top. And as, as a leader, you have to be intentional in creating uh, an effective flow of communication throughout your entire organization. As we jump into this conversation, I, I want to begin by emphasizing the most important aspect of, of what I believe is effective communication, and that is this whole idea of being a listener, mm-hmm. where you are um, posturing yourself to always listen. In order to have awareness of your organization, you must carefully you know, listen before you, you speak. Um, and, and this requires emotional intelligence and, and the skill of of knowing how to read a room, mm-hmm. knowing how to read the people. So, Michael, what are some of the things that uh, you are listening uh, for when you work to establish a framework for communication? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we they they've 
neurologist Evan Gordon, um, kind of a famous neurologist, he, but not just, not just the hard science of neurology, also in psychology, he says that all of human behavior, behavior can be boiled down to one principle, and that's risk versus reward. Mm. And so everything that people do, everything that people think about, whenever they're hearing something and experiencing, they are trying to ask two questions. They're asking, how much am I at risk to lose? And then how much can I gain from this situation? So when we talk about a framework for communication, we have to realize that everything I'm saying to somebody, even right now in this podcast, you're evaluating onto, am I going to lose something as a result of this, or am I going to gain something as a result of this? And so when we talk about reading people, there's so often where we think we've got a great idea and all they hear is, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. And this, honestly, this just happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago. I was in a meeting with, um, with some, you know, some of our other colleagues and in, in, uh, some of the other VPs in the, in the room, and we were talking about uh, some really cool systems. But before we could innovate, we wanted to understand what was happening. And so part of that is I asked for uh, specific metrics on different things. In my head, it was so that we could make it better, so that we could give more and all that kind of stuff. All they heard was, Oh, you want to take something away from me? Oh, and and specifically budget. I mean, when you're in an organization, that's where it all goes down to. How much budget do I have? Do I not have so much budget? And so, in the middle of that, I'm trying to communicate to actually possibly give them more budget. Yeah. But what they heard was that I'm trying to take budget away, away from, from them. them. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. And it's because everything can be boiled down to that risk versus reward. So that's how you have to evaluate what you're saying to somebody. Um, when you're communicating and what and really what you're looking for in that side yeah and mm. and and for me I can tell you uh, you know it 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 involves always being contextually aware mm-hmm. um, you know you have to be aware of the effects of of both your own and others emotions their their mm-hmm. motives their body language mm-hmm. um, you know you they can they can be saying something but they're their expressions are mm-hmm. totally different, and, yep. and you you have to kind of recognize that. Um, and let me say, you've got this weird voodoo power. I've watched <laughs> it for the last three years, where you can like just, and it's so funny. You walk out of a meeting with somebody, and you can list off like what they're going for and what they're thinking, and kind of their underlying motivations, like crazy. Like you've got this weird sense. How, how did you develop that? You call it discernment, but how do you, as a leader, how did you develop that over your life? Well, it definitely comes over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it definitely comes because communication has always been, um, you know, uh, a passion for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my undergraduate. It was in communications and, um, my, uh, you know, training and mm-hmm. development and work, especially when I started broadcasting, because you're going to be interviewing, you're going to be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, and, and if you want to pull information out, you have to kind of uh, understand them, yep. uh, understand what they're thinking right then. And, and so you just, it's it's something that you develop over time. Mm. But I do think there is that spiritual element to that. Yeah. that um, I'll tell you every day in my life, I pray, God, give me discernment, give me mm. wisdom, help me in every conversation that I have, yeah. um, every relational moment to be able to sense what's truly going on. 
And, and it's always been amazing to me. Like you said, I, I can tend to pick that up pretty, pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and, and pretty easily. So I just, I just think it takes time. It takes um, intentionality. Mm -hmm. It takes prayer. Yeah. Uh, It takes um, a lot of those things, but, but, you know, it's, it's so important to, again, you know, in my, my personal mission has always been that two word, uh, you know, others oriented, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and if you are constantly oriented in understanding that person in the midst of a conversation, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be able to connect Mm -hmm. and discover and then move forward in whatever, you know, needs to happen in the midst of that, you know, meeting, that situation, Mm -hmm. conflict, whatever it might be. So, um, it's always important for me to be on the lookout for, uh, for any underlying, um, you know, message that someone might be sending, you know, your way. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some things that you've used now? I mean, you've, mm-hmm. as you said, you've learned, you know, from me a little bit, but, mm-hmm. but what are some things that you've discovered that also help you personally in that process? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so funny. I, and I, I joke about this, but it's, it, you know, I was, I grew up homeschooled, so I didn't, ha- I didn't get it. I kind of like had a little delay in my, <laughs> in my socialization process up to like, uh, up to high school and stuff. So for, for me, I always start with trying to take people exactly what they're saying. So I, I start there. And sometimes it's so funny. People get so caught up in what they're subtly trying to communicate that they don't actually think about what they're actually saying. Right. And so... For me, that's where I start. I, I just start breaking out. It's like, okay, you're saying this thing. Like the big thing where I see this is when people try and be passive aggressive, right? right? right. Yeah, where they're absolutely. saying like, oh, I don't care about this kind of thing, but really they do care about it. Right. Well, I just start treating them as if they don't care about it. Yeah. And so what happens is, is what I've seen is the more and more I try and treat them exactly what they're saying, then they feel the urge to actually start saying what they mean. And so then I get to this point and it, and what always happens then is the conflict, right? And right. this is the boiling over point where they said, I've been three years trying to communicate to you what I care about. I'm like, well, you never said it. Right, right. You never said yep. it. How can I go past it? from um from that point. So, I think part of it like you said is time as you get, you know, as you as you build it, you kind of understand those kind of things. Um but then the other part of it is really putting the ball in people's court to say what they mean. Yeah. And and be a part of that. And um and that's what really when you talk about what good authority is as as the leader, you have that right. Like you you don't have to uh, try and decipher and break the code of every single person that's out there, you have the right to push them to say, no, we're going to behave in a certain way. I'm right. not going to get drug into your emotional problems. I'm not going to get drug into your emotional triangulation uh, with this communication. I'm going to go directly to you. I'm going to ask what I what I think I need to hear. And that's what, you know, we always talk about the biblical resolve of conflict. That's what Matthew says, right? If right. you've got a problem with somebody, just go to just them. Just go to them. Just yeah. go to them. And so I think if people started there, a lot of the communication issues that they, ha- that they come to um, would yeah. go away from there. Perception, mm-hmm. expectation, all of it changes mm-hmm. uh, when you sit down and you communicate face-to-face mm-hmm. and you listen and you learn and you're engaged. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that 
I mean, that word there, engage. If you're right. not engaged, you're not going to have mm-hmm. healthy communication. There's no doubt about it. So what are some of the nonverbals you notice when you're engaging with them? Well, I, you know, if if I'm in a meeting with a group and we're trying to, you know, if I see someone, well, it's the nonverbal. Right, you know, right. Mm-hmm. You, somebody can actually be saying something, but nonverbally, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so for example, um, you know, there are times when I'll notice someone uh, uh, may be communicating, but they're just, you know, going on their phone. Right. You know, uh, yeah, I like that idea, you know. But, but so that's a nonverbal cue. They're not really engaged. Right, right. Um, you know, or, or they're not really listening. Um, you you can just see it in, in um, uh, the emotional, the ethos, the, mm-hmm. the, the eyes, the, mm-hmm. uh, how you sit. Right. So mm-hmm. if, if you just sit back, you know, and relaxed, and that's communicating a certain element care, to them. Right. But if you're leaning in and mm-hmm. you're engaged, uh, mm-hmm. that tells me you want to work through this. You want to communicate. You want to um, have a, 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 an understanding of, you know, mm-hmm. resolve. So those are kind of some of the non-things that you just kind of pick up yeah. that, that help you uh, in, in mm-hmm. the process. Now, another task of, of a leader is to fight against commu- what I call communication barriers. Right. Um, and... And encourage input. I've I've found that the most effective way to do this is through obvious just getting together Mm -hmm. and do relationship building. You have to establish trust as the key component of Mm -hmm. that relationship. So uh, what are some of the things that you've done to fight communication Mm -hmm. barriers within the teams that you you lead. Mhm. Well, I I can I think there's two main barriers to communication. When I everything it kind of breaks down to this, it's either time or fear. So, I either it would my biggest communication blunders have always come from the fact I did give myself enough time to communicate right or I was too scared to really communicate what needed to be communicate. And um, I, you know, honestly, working here in this office uh, really stretched me in both of those because I, you know, I'm, we we joke around all the time about our enneagram types and all that kind of stuff. But as a, as a type three wing four, I will tend to not think through things until the last minute that I needed to. And so as I remember the first year, you know, working in your office, the biggest blunders I hit was because I didn't give myself enough time to do it right. I didn't give myself enough time to write the right kind of email. I didn't give myself enough time to think through what I actually wanted to talk about and put it down. Now, part of my superpower is I'm great at winging things, but that's where you start communicating things you didn't intend to. You didn't to, intend to, you right. Didn't intend to <laughs> right. And so with the team, what I've done is, is really give myself enough time to do it right. And I think as leaders, so time we can get caught up in the tyranny of time, right? right? That, that we don't give enough time. And I'll talk about that later in our fire round of some application points, but, but give yourself enough time to do it right. And then the second thing is identifying why I'm scared. So one of the big things you pushed me on early on was that, you know, like, I speak for the office of the president or I'm, you know, I'm part of the office of the president, especially when you give me a task to accomplish. And then there were too many times where I would acquiesce because I was scared of what the other person would think or Mm. how they would think of me or how they would take it. Would I offend them in that way? And what I really had to learn is that fear, they are not, they will not be offended by what I have to say. And what I need to say needs to be said. So that fear is something I got to minimize, kind of suck up and move past to do it for the health and sake of right. the organization. And you lean into the role and you lean mm-hmm. into the expectation. Yep. 
Uh, and yeah, and that's important. So how do you fight communication well, barriers? I can tell you for me, you, you can fight these barriers hmm. through simple and just direct means yep. of communication. Um, you know, I always want to make sure that there is alignment between the message that you're trying to communicate, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and the message that actually leaves your mouth right. uh, in, in that moment or mm -hmm. that context. There may be times when you might need to, you know, follow up to make sure that the other person is absolutely, completely understood what you were trying mm. to communicate. Um, and that's why um, communication is a constant feedback loop. Yeah. What you say to yes. them, you want to make sure that you hear it back. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not hearing that back, that should be a signal to you. Maybe you didn't communicate it right, mm -hmm. or you didn't say the right thing. So mm -hmm. um, if, if there is a discrepancy between the two, this can definitely lead to frustration you right. know, uh, for, for those that you're having the, you know, the privilege to work with and, and um, understand. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's that's and, important. And and what that speaks to is that good communication is not just what you say, but also the questions you ask. Right. And so people don't always think of question asking as communication, but think about how much you communicate with the right question when you pop it in there. So even talking about developing that feedback loop, it's one thing to give somebody a command and then you ask them, all right, what do I need you to do? So, so many leaders are scared. They're okay with walking in and say, hey, we need to get this, 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 this done. Yeah. And then they walk out of the room. But how much more powerful is it to go, we need to get this, 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 this done. All right, how do you, what do we need to get done? They repeat back to you. Do you guys have everything you need to succeed? Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. Do you understand what the win is? And so those questions help open up and really create this, what we call in the, in the business psychology, self-efficacy. It's we, you, you want your people to feel like they can win. It's one thing to give them a task. It's another thing to give them the confidence that they can actually do that task. Um, and so, you know, Kent, you always talk about this idea of communicating out of position. So who you are is also tied into what you are, like your position. And as a leader, um, this goes back to that intentionality. Right. You have to be cautious with the relationship. Um, you know, and when I think about you, especially as the as the president of our university, you are probably at the pinnacle of this, um, you know, where what you say matters so much. And so how do you how do you do that? What, what is that level of caution? What are the things you're thinking through as you're talking and communicating from your position? Yeah, I mean, words do 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 matter, mm -hmm. especially when you are serving in a particular role and you're mm -hmm. the you're the leader. Mm -hmm. uh, what you say carries carries a lot of weight, uh, mm -hmm. as well as how you say it. Yep. And I've always had to be aware that everything I say has direct consequences. Mm -hmm. There will always be direct consequences. So I have to be intentional about not making promises that I yeah. can't deliver. Mm -hmm. So I have to think through before I make that statement. Yep. Or am I saying something that I might not be able to deliver? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have to take care to to not make a statement that carries unintentional weight. Yep. Um, and, and as we move into the fire round, I do I, I do want to direct our focus because this is so important on the application of these kinds of things. Yep. Um, where you literally set down as you you know. You know, one of the things that we do is we actually craft out yep. our words. Yep. And I've always been a person, and it goes back to my broadcasting days, I script everything I say. Yep. Because that then helps me mm -hmm. to know I'm I'm not going to 
miscommunicate or mm-hmm. I'm not going to say something I can't honor. I can't, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, it's not true or, yeah. you know, it, it, it takes away. And then I, I won't get carried away. Right. I won't get on another tangent mm-hmm. somewhere, yep. you know, as a pastor, I learned that's yeah. why I scripted my, my yep. sermons and mm-hmm. my messages. Why? Because so many times you'll get up there and, and you'll get off on a tangent mm-hmm. and, and go way off of mm-hmm. where you yep. really want to be. Mm-hmm. So you've got to learn how to... Can, um, can I be super honest with sure. you for a second? When I first started, that frustrated the heck out of me. <laughs> the fact that every single little meeting, we, you, you and I would sit down, we'd talk through the different points, and then we had to make sure that the points were all like in this perfect thing. I was like, oh my gosh, why are we doing this? <laughs> but it goes to what you said. So I, I, as the young leader who thought that I had to just off the top of my head be perfect... Uh, it frustrated me that like, oh, now we have to take the time. Why do we got to take the time? But but then as I grew, I realized, oh my gosh, that's exactly what you do to make sure that you are communicating the right way to your people. That intentionality oh, um, yeah. is what I'm going for. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because words matter. Right. And and there's power in, mm-hmm. in your words. And and so, yeah, that's 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 important, especially mm-hmm. when, when it's official communication or yeah. it's communication for action mm-hmm. or uh, you know, so so mm-hmm. that's very important. So yeah, when you when you look at application of these kinds of mm-hmm. ideas, um, you know, these are things that, you know, of course, I've been practicing for mm-hmm. a lot in in every different context that I have. Mm-hmm. Every meeting I walk into, I you know I'm going to have those you yep. know talking points ready to go. There's there's normally going to be a mission mm-hmm. you know uh, or an idea that we're trying to accomplish. It was something that I caught on early with right. with people who were mentors in my life and and all that. But what is the application? A point for you and in, mm-hmm. in, in what you how you navigate this. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself enough time. That's the biggest. That's the biggest advice that I can give to young leaders. And or or I say young leaders. I'm only 28, so it's kind of like leaders two years younger than me. Is give yourself enough time. You don't have to live under the tyranny of time. You don't have to. You can give yourself enough time to to write the email right. To uh, create the right kind of speech. To just Think through what you're going to say. If you give yourself 20 minutes, if you give yourself 30 minutes, and here's what's crazy. In psychology, what they found is that people drastically underestimate how much time they think they need to to do whatever the task is. And so often we go in there being like, ah, an email, I only need like 30 seconds. And so they allocate 10 minutes to answer their emails, and then they never get their emails done. Give yourself more time than you think to do it the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you mentioned emails and mm-hmm. we do that. We we actually yep. are intentional mm-hmm. in every response yep. that we make. Why? Because we want to be clear. We want to we want to make sure that we understand what they're mm-hmm. you know the element of that that email and what will also be encouraging and empowering to them. Yep. Because all communication really is to create change, to create growth, to to create health. Um, those mm-hmm. kinds of things are, are are so so important. So it does come down to intentionality yep. in in every aspect of uh, of communicating. So but, another point. We're in the fire round. What's another application point you got for us? Uh, well, positive. As I said, you want to mm-hmm. empower. So positive affirmation yep. is is extremely important to mm-hmm. me in communication because this is gonna this is gonna build up your team. This is gonna build up an individual. This is gonna strengthen mm-hmm. the bonds of relationship. It's gonna strengthen future uh, mm-hmm. communication. Uh, it's gonna strengthen your trust between. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the people that you you have the privilege to serve and, and interact with. But there must be intentionality. And, and I think also it's different environments of communication. Mm-hmm. So there's there for me it's important and and we do this a lot um, a lot because we travel together. So right. we we are in a variety of communication contexts. Mm-hmm. But what's important is that you may have your formal time of communication, you may have your guiding time mm-hmm. of communication, you may have your dreaming kind of communication and then what I think is important is your relational what I would call just you know, any, any kind, fun mm-hmm. communication, if you yep. will, to, to really, again, get to know yep. context, get to know the person, get to know the environment. And so I just would want to ask you here before mm-hmm. we close, what, what is your favorite way to communicate mm-hmm. in, a, in a practical sense that mm-hmm. does these things? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite communication context. Um, Honestly, I love the, I, you know, I say I love the one-on-one. All leaders love the one-on-one because there's a lot of stress. You know, there's a lot of things that's taken off. I love the, what I call the public one-on-one. Yeah. So that's the panel discussion. That's the, you know, let's get 10 of us in a room together. Two of us are talking, but the rest of us are listening in. And it's kind of what we're doing here with this, with this podcast. Right. It's the public one-on-one um, because what that means is it adds a little more pressure adds a little more focus, and it makes you have to be more intentional with what you're saying. When you're in a private one-on-one, you can get away with saying so much stuff that maybe you didn't mean or you didn't think through, but the public one-on-one is where you get both the uh, value of one-on-one communication and the benefit of the intentionality as well. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. That's good. Well, Well, Dr. Steiner, uh, I, I want to thank you for joining me today on, on, on the Framework Leadership Podcast. I, I'm thankful for uh, your insight and your communication and, and the way that you approach, because that's so important in the kinds of things that we do mm-hmm. here at, at Southeastern, kinds of things that we are leading. Um, your, your educational expertise is, is a great strength to me mm. as well as to the university. We're, we're in the midst of, of uh, what I would call a significant systems reorganization yep. for our community mm-hmm. to help us. You know, we've, we've had rapid growth. Uh, as you know, if we don't develop systems along with that growth, mm-hmm. we, can, we can have, um, you know, uh, start to have declining, a declining environment, yep. a declining health. So you have to constantly – and so you're – your voice is is significant uh, in leading us and guiding us to make sure that our systems are on point to cr- to produce healthy mm-hmm. communication. Um, you know, for all of our listeners, I hope that uh, you leave this conversation with a better understanding of how to be a good communicator, an effective mm-hmm. communicator, and a communicator that's going to win yep. in every encounter and conversation that you have. Hey, we will see you next time on Framework Leadership. <laughs>